away from her, you bitch! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ian Freeze! Got the cat! Dear Sam Hibbert. I'll be throwing one of these in with every purchase of 500 million or more. It's a piece. Welcome back to DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. Much obliged. How are you? Hope you are well. What do you think of that new intro? God damn. God damn. That is on fire. Woo! Hope you enjoyed that. And of course, with every new intro, there has to be an outro, right? Has to be. In, out, in, out. So, make sure you stick around for the end of this particular episode to hear the new outro as well. So, what's been happening? Hope you've been well. So, I just wanted to thank everybody once again for the subscriptions, all the downloads and whatnot, because... The DMR podcast has just ticked over the 10,000 download mark. Yes, that's right. We are going into the stratosphere. It's not a fugazi. It's not a fugazi. It's a fairy dust. There we go. So thank you very much. We are headed towards 12,000 as we speak, but I just can't believe it. Like Starting this DMR podcast off the back of my Instagram page back in February... Didn't think I would get this far this quickly, but again, thank you for everyone that has downloaded and subscribed and reviewed and commented as well. Much appreciated. Really, really do love all the feedback, so thank you very much. So, covering a few topics today, I want to talk a little bit about a new friend that I met last week, a hacker, a hacker on Instagram. Now, I'm not going to go into too many details about this particular hacker as of yet. All I will say is that in the coming episodes, I will be naming and shaming this particular hacker that is basically posing as an ethical hacker on Instagram to basically help people with locked accounts. So that's all I'll say thus far. So... Be sure to keep tuning in for the naming and shaming of my new hacker friend. That's right, buddy. You're going down like the Titanic. That's right. So let's kick on, shall we? But I'm also just a man who fell in love with the wrong woman. Just a man who fell for the wrong woman. Uh, fell for the wrong woman. But, but out of out crisis of, comes uh, change. Crisis. Out of crisis so comes change. Uh, so I spent the last year really slowing down, down and reconnecting with myself. And I am very excited for everyone to meet the real me. There's something wrong with Homelander. There's something broken. He's lost his fucking mind. Love, mommy, daddy, and Abu. We've been on the straight and narrow all year. No killing soups, no drinking. Even follow Hugh Campbell's orders without strangling him. Now you're just being cruel. Or maybe you're not such an asshole. People love superpowers. But real power 
isn't this. It's the ability to bend the world to your will. The gloves are off. Thought we could fight Vought the right way, but we can't. It's all rigged. We have to do it your way. We're all we've got. It's up to us. I think I have something. Maybe we can use it to blow Homelander's fucking brains out. What's this? Makes you a soup for 24 hours. You're gonna need it. The whole point of what we do is that no one should have that kind of power. For once, I leveled the fucking playing field. I show people the real me. <laughs> I mean, they fucking love me. By the heroes and Soldier boy. So the new season of The Boys has just dropped. Season 3 on Amazon Prime. I absolutely love this show. This show is completely insane. If you haven't watched any of this particular show, make sure you do jump on Amazon Prime. It's probably... You are going to download or subscribe to Amazon Prime. I'd say this is probably the main reason to do it. This show is incredible. It's awesome. It's basically based around a couple of guys that really want to get revenge on superheroes. So the main superhero in this particular show, played by Tony Starr, is a guy called Homelander. Homelander is basically Superman. But he is a bad version of Superman. There is a company called Vought, I think it is, that's how you say it, Vought, which basically controls all aspects, to a degree, of the superheroes. They all star in movies and TV shows, and they go to sports games. They're heavily sponsored as well, so superheroes do exist in this world. So there's a main group of them called the Seven, I think it is. So you've got different styles of superhero. One's quick, one's got to do with water and talking to animals in the aquatic world or something along those lines. So there's a whole heap of different styles of superheroes. But you've got Homelander, who is the main character, and he is an absolute arsehole. On the surface, he is basically Superman. Everybody loves him. But behind closed doors, he is a psychopath. He is a sadistic megalomaniac, and no one can control him to a degree. And the whole situation about this particular show is that you've got a group of people basically banding together to stop or take out these superheroes because what the show is based around at the start of it in season one is that Ordinary guy, Huey, I think his name was. He's basically the main character as well in this particular show. His girlfriend becomes collateral damage in terms of being wiped out by these superheroes. So it's really unique because in movies, when you do see superheroes basically going toe-to-toe at it, people do die. 
people die in the background and basically become collateral damage and it's not really spoken about there is a comic book about the boys as well so basically Huey's girlfriend is taken out by the runner or the guy that's basically the flash in this particular show she steps out onto a curb and she is obliterated by this guy that is going way way too quick down the street and there's nothing left of her except basically her arms and the boys are basically a group of people that band together to just take out these superheroes because they're sick and tired of them killing all these innocent pedestrians or innocent people when they're going about their superhero way. So if you haven't checked out the show yet, it is pretty goddamn awesome. I will say, but there are a lot of shows out there at the moment that really capitalize on shock value. The first episode of season three in the boys, seriously, it was very hard to watch. It involves a superhero, whether he's a villain or a hero. I'm pretty sure he's a hero. A guy called Termite, which is basically the same as Ant-Man that Paul Rudd plays in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But there is a scene at the start of this episode. It's very difficult to watch. It is gruesome. I don't know how the hell the writers came up with this particular Scene. I don't know if it was necessary, but it is absolutely just hard to watch. Very hard to watch. You'll know about it when you watch it, but that's what this whole show is about. It's the shock value that viewers get when they're watching this style of show. So I absolutely love it. It's a dark comedy slash action type, whatever you want to call it. But it's very well worth the subscription just to watch this show. Absolutely love it. So... Be sure to check that one out. So, Stranger Things Season 4 is well underway now. I've almost clocked it. Very good season. Really do enjoy where they're going with this story. Especially with the cop who's basically over in Russia now. He somehow got teleported there after the end of Season 3. And you've got a major villain in the demonic world or the, what is it, the Upside Down world, I think it is. Upside Down, they call it. That is basically going and causing havoc to the main stars or the main kids in this particular show so it is pretty awesome to watch at the moment i believe this is the fourth and final season so it's so popular i don't know how they're going to just wrap this up because millie bobby brown and all the others that star in this particular show they've all done a great job and they've, they've aged very quickly they've aged very very quickly it's interesting to see where they're going to go with this particular show Anakin, I have failed you. I should have known the Jedi were plotting to take over. Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Well, then you are lost. This is the end for you, my master. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. Don't try 
chosen one. It was said that you would destroy their sin, not join them. Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. So I've now bitten the bullet and I've basically subscribed to Disney Plus. And I've got to say, I really do enjoy it. I haven't gone through all of the new shows as of yet. The main reason why I subscribe to Disney Plus is because we've got the series, six-part series being Obi-Wan Kenobi, which has now dropped. We're already three episodes into it, three out of the six it kind of feels like we're being rushed at this point in time like we waited so long for this to come out or after the events of revenge of the sith so apparently it is 10 years after the events of revenge of the sith where obviously palpatine basically sent out order 66 and wiped out all of the jedi or almost all of them and we had the infamous battle of heroes between obi-wan kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, and of course we had Emperor Palpatine versus Yoda as well. I have to admit, the prequels really did get a lot of crap when they came out. They're probably aging now a lot better. So I've gone through, I've started to watch the prequels again. So I've watched The Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, and now I'm halfway through Revenge of the Sith, which is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yes. You may disagree with me, but that's just my choice, because like an arsehole, everybody has an opinion, right? So, I'm really enjoying going back and watching all those particular series, and when you look at the prequels versus the new ones, when I say the new ones with Rey and all that, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and all that other stuff, Last Skywalker as well, I think it was, the prequels are a lot better. The prequels are substantially better stories especially what they did with the last jedi where they basically changed directors and it was just a mess and they had the third movie basically trying to clean up that mess do fan service at the same time and it was just a bloated mess as well wasn't as messy as the last jedi but you can tell that they've just tried to service fans and cram everything in there and yeah it was just yeah it was not the best so when you look back at even The Phantom Menace, it's not a bad movie. Yes, it's a little bit kiddie, but, you know, Anakin is quite young and he has to grow up and, and all that stuff. The second film is a lot better, and of course, then you got Revenge of the Sith. So, it will be good to see the other episodes as well, being A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and The Return of the Jedi, which is my second favorite Star Wars movie, I would have to say. So, it's going to be pretty cool to see what happens with Obi-Wan and Vader. So, basically 10 years have taken place since the events of Revenge of the Sith. And you've got Darth Vader. He's got complete control of the galaxy. The Jedi are all but wiped out. There's only a handful left. And that's what I really liked about the prequels is that you actually did get to see the Jedi capable and reach throughout the galaxy which was basically them being peacekeepers 
and they'll run by the Senate to a degree to basically get out there into the universe and make sure everything was good to go. But of course, we all know the story, and we had Emperor Palpatine, which was basically controlling the Senate the whole time, turned it into a galactic empire, and all hell broke loose at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So, Episode 3, goddamn, that was pretty tough to watch. You had basically Vader going after Obi-Wan. I won't go into too many spoilers about the episode itself, but basically, you had Vader walking through a town, and he's basically killing kids. He's just snapping their necks with his force arm or whatever he uses, his force powers. Crazy. And we have seen him do that before. He did that in Revenge of the Sith, where he basically killed younglings. But this was pretty dark. For a Disney show, it was pretty goddamn dark when you go back and have a watch of it. But yes, I am enjoying it. It's really going to be interesting to see how they wrap it all up. They've got three episodes to go. I feel it should be a lot longer than three episodes, just for the fans out there, because we've waited so long. I think it was 2005 since we last saw these two go at it on screen. So enjoying Disney Plus at the moment. I'm going to watch The Mandalorian and The Boba Fett shows as well. And Moon Knight, there's plenty of good content on there for like 11 bucks a month, which is pretty good. So enjoying that as we speak. There were 35 cuts and bruises and seven deep lacerations to the scalp. Someone told me something caused the impact to make these wounds. Make any adjustments you see fit. It's a witch hunt. We need to get you a lawyer. Case like this, keep your family close. You'll need them on your side. We have no murder weapon, but we've found countless images on his computer. Dad tells stories. I keep that from all of us, not from Mom. She would have told me. You're beautiful, and you're my daughter. And I'm also watching a show on Fox called the staircase now apparently this was also a documentary as well i haven't seen the documentary so this show is based around a death of a wife back in 2001 around about the 9-11 attacks where she basically falls down a set of stairs and the way that she is basically found is like an absolute bomb has gone off in this staircase with blood spatter everywhere and there's just horrific injuries and whatnot and her husband is basically charged with the offense of her murder and the documentary apparently took place as the trial was going about in the early 2000s i think it came out in maybe 2004 and it's very interesting watch because the way that she is found downstairs it's just a mess. It's just all over the place. I had a quick look at the story as well. There are some scenes within the show that are pretty confronting, not just with the murder, but also around the dad as well. Won't get into too much detail there. You'll know what I mean when you watch it. But also there was a theory, a theory that there was a large owl, a large owl that basically somehow got into the house 
and basically attacked the wife. She basically then fell down the stairs because she had massive lacerations on her skull when they did the autopsy. So it was a bit of a interesting theory that this large owl had somehow gotten to the house and attacked her that she basically fell down the stairs and that's why all the blood and everything was around so pretty interesting show if you don't know too much about it i didn't know much about it but that's basically it so tony collette and colin firth star in this particular show so it's a pretty interesting watch i think i'm almost done in terms of the episodes the lengths of them so check that one out if you haven't done so already and as well i did see a very short clip coming out on netflix i think it was they're doing a standalone show for wednesday which is the daughter or the little girl in the adams family so very short scene it was basically she jumped up there with thing on her shoulder and snapping her fingers so really do love the adams family movies they came out i think it was the early 90s you had the adams family and then you had adams family values i only looked this up a couple of months ago or weeks ago and the main actor who plays gomez he died very shortly after making those movies which is a real shame because you also got christopher lloyd in it who plays uncle fester and christopher lloyd is famous for being doc brown in the back to the future movies as well so pretty cool concept i like it and also because you've got tim burton which is doing it now we all know that tim burton is the master and when it comes to him doing these dark and gritty style of fun films you've got Beetlejuice, he's also done the Batman movies as well, Batman and Batman Returns back in the late 80s and 90s, Edward Scissorhands, all that jazz, so you know when he gets hold of a particular style of movie that you are in for a very ghostly, ghouly and an all-round good time, so it would be pretty cool to see that, so thank you for tuning back in, this is actually episode 30 as well, so not only have we cracked the 10,000 download mark we are now at 30 episodes which is pretty goddamn cool so again thank you for all the subscribes and the likes and what have you i will keep pumping out the content and as always stay cool and i will catch you on the menjay you just experienced DMR, the red carpet treatment. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. <laughs> and this is how I met Tyler Durden. Did you know if you mixed equal parts of gasoline and frozen orange juice concentrate, you can make napalm? Uh, Cole, before you go, will you tell Miss Lower goodbye? Do what now? I said, tell Miss Laura goodbye. Bye, Miss Laura.